0: Across the Pond,
1: a podcast for English learners who want to take their language skills to the next level. Brought to you by me, Dan, from England,
0: and me, Jennifer, from the United States.
1: We are both English teachers and together we have over 30 years of teaching experience.
0: Join us every week for a mix of chat, fun and language improvement. Hello, my friend across the pond. Hello, my ponders across the world. We have over 50 countries that have listened to more than a hundred different listens of our podcast. Can you believe that? It's great, isn't it? yeah so hello to some of our top countries brazil thailand vietnam saudi arabia japan sweden korea taiwan russia there are so many more of you um but those are the top so make sure if you want to be on the top of our list share this podcast with a friend
1: see if you can get yourself higher up the leaderboard
0: yeah should we make like a competition
1: <laughs> no
0: okay okay <laughs> Welcome, welcome to English Across the Pond. If you are just joining us, if this is your first episode that you've ever listened to, welcome. Hi. Congratulations. Hi. We're happy to have you. Mm-hmm. English Across the Pond is a weekly podcast helping you, an English learner or an English teacher, get access and exposure to natural English because this podcast is a natural conversation between me, an American, and Dan from the UK. So you get access to vocabulary, idioms, expressions, collocations, phrasal verbs, so much natural language in use. It's great. Anything you want to add? Yes,
1: I would like to say, if you've listened to us from your from our very first episode, or if this is your first time, welcome to English Across the Pond. It's great to have you on board.
0: Yeah. This week, we are celebrating the diversity in our podcast because we are talking about food around the world. Wow. We'll be talking about different types of cuisines, Um having some fun talking about the strangest thing we've ever eaten, our food bucket lists, et cetera, et cetera. And this episode is extra exciting because you're going to get even more listening comprehension practice. So stay tuned to the middle of our episode in our language focus. Don't forget if you are listening to this episode and you do not have the episode guides, head over to our website, englishacrossthepond.com, and download your free episode guide. If you need more support, you can sign up to receive our transcripts and listen and read and follow along with this episode. Transcripts are available if you go to englishacrossthepond.com slash subscribe. But let's get right into it. Dan, what do you typically eat in a day or in a week?
1: Well, I start the day with espresso coffee, which to our regular listeners will not be a surprise. I People say that breakfast is the, the most important meal of the day and you should never skip breakfast. So what do I do? Yeah, I skip breakfast. You skip breakfast. I skip breakfast. I eat mid-morning. I have these like sort of... Mm, the, they come from a supermarket nearby and they're these like little pots of like they have like quinoa in or some rice or beans. And they're like a nice mixture of all different flavors and kind of exotic foods that are pretty cheap. And um, yeah, I have those like mid-morning. My main meal is in the evening when I get back home. And uh, yeah, it's usually like rice. I eat a lot of rice.
0: Nice. You mentioned quinoa as well. So like a lot of grains.
1: I'm a bit of a like... I have too many carbs. <laughs> I'm really a carbaholic. A... Yeah, really. And um, you n- you name any carbohydrate, I pretty much eat too much of it.
0: <laughs> nice. Pasta. Yep. Yeah. Rice.
1: I used to work in an Italian restaurant. Yeah, rice, potatoes, potato mm. chips, crisps. Like I say, you name it. Um, it's my one vice sort of thing. I eat pretty well. I'm, pre- I'm pretty healthy, really, except I'm a carbaholic. Ooh. how about you
0: so, oh yeah anything under the sun that is vegetarian i'll eat mm-hmm. but i guess my go-to meals in a typical week are same thing i love quinoa brown rice mm. love tempeh indonesia right. Woo um what else yeah, that's kind of it. Veggies. Oh, I love asparagus. Onions mm. and garlic. You know, if a recipe calls for garlic and onion, I'll triple that and yeah. add, you know, triple the amount. So yeah. that's what I love.
1: Cauliflower and broccoli here. Mm. Love them.
0: So those are typical week foods, but what about special occasion food? Do you have anything that you like you know for special occasions
1: yeah well i'll try to pick out a recipe there's a great uh recipe it's not a website i don't think it's on facebook it's called bosch b-o-s-h and they do fantastic recipes but some of them take a little bit of planning and a little bit of time um but i did a new recipe this week i cooked a new recipe i had to buy a new machine this little sort of like whizzy chopper (laughs) and uh, i made this thai green curry
0: oh my god
1: i'm not kidding knocked it out the park it was gorgeous
0: yum that sounds delicious i love curry
1: it was really good i I mean even of course i'm blowing my own trumpet even if i do say so myself but my family just said when are you cooking this again and i was forced to cook it 48 hours later so it's not just me
0: (laughs) oh nice (laughs)
1: yeah how about you
0: Ooh, special occasion meals are always Indian food. Oh, yeah. Specifically, chana masala. Yum, oh, wow. yum, 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 yum. So I'll get some chana masala, I'll get some rice, I'll get some garlic naan or some naan bread, and I will devour that so quickly, you know, yeah, yeah. you will almost miss it.
1: <laughs> Wolf it down.
0: Exactly. And, you know, I love it. It's my special occasion food because my dear hubs, my hubby, my Mm -hmm. husband, he doesn't really care for Indian food. Ah. So when it's my special occasion, when it's my time, that's what I always get.
1: Well, the coincidences just keep piling up because my wife doesn't really like Indian food. She thinks it's... Well, she's kind of right. I I can see what she means. She says it's quite heavy. It's too heavy for her. And Mm. I don't know about all around the world or if I was in India having real authentic Indian food but here in the UK it can be a bit of a heavy meal so my wife tends not to eat it too much so it's another thing we share another thing we've got in common
0: I love it we always find those little yeah. coincidences don't we
1: yeah we do
0: um have you ever mm-hmm. or would you ever mm-hmm. choose a vacation spot based solely on food
1: Wow. Good question. Mm-hmm. Um, no. <laughs> oh, okay. But but um I would certainly wherever I was in the world I'd maybe choose, you know, somewhere I've never been like say I went to Japan, I've never been to, J- to Japan or the Middle East, I'd definitely try to find out some real proper local food and try the local delicacies or, you know, try something that's real and authentic from that country. But I wouldn't base my holiday decision on food alone. Would you?
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes.
1: Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah. 100%. I wow. love eating so much. Mm. So I definitely would. And that, you know, the top of my food bucket list mm-hmm. is Japan.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I am so in love mm. with... Jap- j- Japanese, uh, I was going to combine Japanese and cuisine and it was like Japazine. <laughs> so you made a new <laughs> Yeah. I'm so in love with Japanese cuisine. Um, and it's a shame because, you know, I know that here in the States, I am only exposed to like Americanized Japanese cuisine. Mm, yeah. And so I want, I love it. And I want to experience authentic and true Japanese cuisine, which is why I want to go to Japan. Obviously, I want to go to Japan for many other reasons. Yeah, really? like, But food is a huge driving source. And, you know, I'm lucky because there are Japanese restaurants and sushi restaurants on every corner in San Diego, wow. my old hometown. And on every corner really here in um, the desert as well.
1: That's something we don't have in common. (laughs) Ah,
0: well, we can't be the same in every way.
1: (laughs) True enough. And here, um, until only in the last maybe 10 years, even in cities nearby, the bigger cities to where I live didn't have any sushi restaurants at all. You can now, I can travel like an hour and find a sushi restaurant, but um, that's a relatively new phenomenon. And we traditionally have a, well, in the UK we have a very old Chinese community, you know, Chinese population here and Indian as well. So, on every corner here there's an Indian or Chinese takeaway. Italian too.
0: Ah, nice. Yeah. I wish there were more Indian restaurants here because there's really only one that I've found that I really love.
1: We could maybe swap some restaurants.
0: Yeah, let's, I'll send some your (laughs) way.
1: Yeah, I'll get in touch with my Chinese and Indian friends. (laughs) Good what about have you ever eaten anything that's considered kind of like a bit bizarre or you know not on your normal everyday menu what's the strangest thing you've eaten
0: bugs and worms
1: (laughs) is this when you were a kid in the garden
0: (laughs) no (laughs) i um and I want to just say because you know we never want to offend anyone Mm. the word strange we use very loosely it's not negative it's not bad but just different for us different for me Mm. so we um when i was teaching in a classroom in san diego We had a like food themed week and so Mm. all of my students brought in food that was really typical from their country and my dear sweet Korean students brought in, I'm not going to remember what the name of it was or the Mm. type, but these little bugs, these little worms. Uh, And they took a picture of me eating it and it was interesting (laughs) to say the least. Um, I won't be having it again.
1: (laughs) Once bitten, twice shy.
0: Yeah. So that to me was really strange. And, um, you know, I went... To, you lived in Thailand. Yeah. So that type of cuisine, like bugs and insects, yeah. is, is common, right?
1: Yeah, uh, it's like street food. I mean, yeah. um, there are... Parts of Thailand where it's still eaten in an authentic sort of way. But a lot of it now is um, for tourists. There's also kind of like a tourist area where mm. you can buy this. And it's purely for the fact that it's different and exotic and sort of yeah. a bit on the edge. Um, yeah, again, like bugs. You can eat sort of like scorpions as well and things Ooh. in there. Yeah, but I must say like with the Makes bugs... my
0: stomach turned
1: Yeah, with the bugs mostly, um, they have been kind of candified or sugary sweet. Mm. So, they actually really taste of kind of treacly sugary. They don't really taste of... The little ones don't really taste of anything except kind of sugar in a way. So, they're not really that offensive. I'm sure if you ate a bigger insect or bug, it would taste more... Can I say insecty and buggy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can, you can add yeah, a Y and make it an adjective.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure, thanks.
0: Um, I was in Thailand, I visited Thailand a few a few years ago, several years ago, and I actually dodged all of that street food. Not uh, necessarily intentionally, mm. um, I, it just wasn't on the top of my radar to like find, mm. but I did enjoy so much delicious Pad Thai.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Well, as our listeners may know, my wife is Thai, so yeah. it's Pad Thai night every night in our house. Woo-woo! Yeah.
0: Um, what's the strangest thing that you've ever eaten?
1: Well, bugs aside, um, I also was a teacher in Hanoi. I was lucky enough to spend a year in Vietnam. Snails.
0: Escargo.
1: Escargo. Um, I had them um, twice the first time. They were like chewing on rubber tyres, really rubbish, absolutely horrible. Couldn't understand why anyone would ever bother eating something so terrible. Second time, probably the best food I've ever had in my whole life. The contrast, I think they were, the first lot were a little, a little bit old. And the second yeah. lot were really, really, really fresh. But actually, um, they just took up, they, I think they were cooked in like garlic and butter and herbs and things. And they yeah. actually tasted of what they'd been cooked in. But we had it as well. It was in a beautiful setting That's this lake. A big storm was coming in, so the cr- the clouds were all crazy. And they were absolutely spectacular. What well, I would never eat them now. I don't eat any animals now. But I have to say, back then, um, it was one of the nicest things I've ever eaten eaten in my life
0: yeah interesting Mm -hmm. so in tribute to our listeners around the world I would love to involve them in this conversation Mm -hmm. as much as we can so we're gonna start or we encourage you listening to hop into our forum and continue this conversation of food yeah. um, around the world in our conversation forum. But let's just share a couple of different types of cuisines we've experienced or eaten, whether in a restaurant in our home country, or maybe some things that we've eaten um, you know, in the country.
1: I know, I know, I know. You want to start? Go, go, go. <laughs> Can I go? Um, I know that I don't know about the whole of the Arab world, but. Nine times out of ten, if you ask a Saudi Arabian person what know, their favorite, <gasps> can I? <laughs> Sorry, if, if they will. What, what, what will they say? What do you think?
0: Wait, let on three. Let's say it together.
1: One, One two... Oh, two, you go. Three. You count. <laughs> no,
0: no, no, okay, okay. One, two, three. Capsa. Cap-sa. <laughs>
1: Yay! And also, um, uh, what I really like is um, Arabic coffee with dates is absolutely Mm. spectacular. Or is it tea or coffee? I've had it a few times. Students have been kind enough to bring it in. I love Arabic. I think it's tea, but it might be coffee. And with dates as well. I love dates so much. It's gorgeous.
0: I'm gonna one up you big time. You can try. And shout out <laughs> to my dear Arwa and Mohammed who brought me dates that were shipped from Saudi Arabia.
1: Uh, yeah, gorgeous, Woo-woo! huh? Yeah, yeah.
0: And Zaini, my other dear Saudi Arabian student, who shipped me Arabic coffee. Wow. I know. Lucky, lucky me.
1: Yeah, lucky you.
0: Okay, so moving on. Um. As our listeners know, my husband's Brazilian, and I've lived in Brazil, so I had a lot of prato feitos Mm. I've had, um, which is like, a prato feito is like, um, typically like rice, beans, a salad, and some kind of protein. So whether it's like fish, or steak, or chicken, or something vegetarian, um, you know, appropriate is what I would have. Um, My favorite Brazilian food is moqueca.
1: Oh, I've heard of
0: it. yeah. Um, you go. Next food you've eaten. Well,
1: a big shout out to one of our Gold members. Her name is Golden. Hi, Golden. Hey, Golden! She is from Turkey. And I thought I knew what Turkish delight was, but then I ate Turkish delight from Turkey. It's to die for. (laughs) Really good. Really, really good. So, yeah. Turkish, if this makes sense, Turkish, Turkish Delight is is out. Have you had it? No. It's so different, honestly. I mean, mean, maybe you've had it real, you know, real authentic and you didn't know it. But I thought, oh, Turkish Delight is okay. When it comes from your student and they open this box. Oh, Thank you, Turkey, for making Turkish Delight. I love it.
0: Yum, yum, yum. You go um there's a really really good ethiopian restaurant here in my city mm. and so i've gone a couple of times for ethiopian food and i'm awful because i don't remember any of the names um of anything i've always just kind of like pointed and been like one two three four and five please yeah, yeah. but it's so good they're these delicious yellow split peas and lentils and this like potato thing so if you're from ethiopia and you are listening what are these dishes called help <laughs> me out Tell me in the forum
1: yeah yeah um i have a story about we were in china and a food from china is giaozi or jiaozi it's like a dumpling it's like a semi yeah i think some people call it in chinese it's i think jiaozi that's my terrible chinese pronunciation well our
0: chinese listeners will correct you in the forum
1: Thank, I hope they do and we were in China and we had no idea we knew one thing that we could order and that was jiaozi that's the only thing that we knew to say so we ordered some of those and then we had this huge big menu and we pointed at one thing and just thought you know let's just see what it is it could be anything in the world so we just picked one thing and it was exactly the same thing it was jiaozi again
0: Ah. <laughs> oh, so we be- had
1: double jiaozi
0: double 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 trouble
1: but it was absolutely gorgeous
0: we there's so many more cuisines and foods that we could talk about and give shout out to our listeners our podcast um, ponder members and something but we've got to wrap it up because we have to include this week's language focus i know Mm -hmm. this conversation was a little longer than usual and um that's because we mentioned you have extra special opportunities to check your listening comprehension So, this week's language focus is going to include five comprehension questions that you need to answer based on what you heard in this conversation. So, it's going to help your listening comprehension. You can use it as um, an exercise for you to complete. Teachers can use it in their classroom as supplemental material. And all of the answers are going to be in this week's episode guide. So, are we ready for the comprehension questions? Ready. Ready, question number one, where did I say I wanted to go just for the food? Number two, what does Dan eat in a typical week? Number three, where do I like to go on special occasions or what do I eat on special occasions and more importantly, why? Number four, what type of food is on every corner in San Diego? And the final question, what's the strangest thing Dan has eaten in his opinion? Mm -hmm. So those are the questions, and you can get all of that in the episode guide.
1: I really wanted to say the answers, but I didn't.
0: Yeah, hold your tongue. (laughs) Hold your tongue. So good luck practicing listening comprehension this week in listening to this episode about food around the world. Everyone listening, we have even more learning opportunities for you. We are conducting, hosting, teaching our bonus live training very, very soon. Next week, in fact. Mm-hmm. Next week, Dan and I are going live and teaching our live lesson, which is available only for our private English Across the Pond gold and premium members. So if you want to join that live training, if you want to get additional English training and practice, then head over to our website, englishacrossthepond.com slash subscribe and become a gold or premium member today. With gold and premium membership, you have access to so many different bonuses and resources. So we'd love to see you on the inside.
1: See you there, people!
0: Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week.
1: I'm going to go and try and find some authentic Turkish delight.
0: Yum! Enjoy. I'll enjoy my dates. Haha!
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.